Mondays where we don't want to come back to work after a long weekend. Well, apparently the entire NBA is having that type of Monday. I'm Heath Cummings, joined by Mike McClure. This is your Sportsline DFS podcast. We've got an eight or nine game slate, depending on which site you want to play on, on Monday, January 22nd. And everyone is either questionable or already ruled out, Mike. It is a brutal night for injury news. Uh, I do like the pace at which the injuries are rolling in right now. You know, we're getting some of this news pretty early, uh, but there are a ton of them. Probably the most I can remember in uh, the last year, maybe two years. Especially for this time of year. Like, we get the end of the year or right around the All-Star break, something like that. Sure, that makes sense. But just a random Monday in January? I don't know exactly what's going on. Maybe everyone's sick, but that's not what they're saying. We'll get to the big news in just a moment, and there's a lot of it. We'll cover some of it right now with our must-plays of the day. I think our must-plays are on the same team, Mike. I do. But I'm going to go ahead and say mine first this time, because I know you don't necessarily agree with it. It's Andrew Wiggins. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves will be without Jimmy Butler and Jamal Crawford. They're facing a Clippers team that has been awful against both shooting guards and small forwards. Wiggins leads the team with a 30% usage whenever Butler and Crawford are not on the court. I know what you're going to say, because you've already said it. Shooting guard is just so deep tonight. And you're right, but I can find room for Andrew Wiggins in my life. I don't disagree with it. I, I like Andrew Wiggins. I think that he's someone you want exposure to. I'm not saying he's a must-play. Uh, but I will say that Nemanja Bielica is Nailed the must-play. Nailed it. Uh, that is how we're going to pronounce his name on the show. And I think he's a must-play here tonight. Uh, 3600 on FanDuel, also cheap on DraftKings. Uh, gets a nice usage bump with Butler and Crawford off the floor. And, you know, unlike Wiggins, you know, Wiggins is already playing 36, 37 minutes. He's really not going to see a huge bump there. He does get a 6% usage bump. Uh, but I'll take the minutes bump and the usage bump with Bielitsa and really just the position at small forward tonight. Small forward is pretty brutal for me in terms of there's nothing really at the top to spend up for. Right. Uh, so I'll just take the value there and, uh, that's going to be my must play tonight. Uh, stay away of the night. I know you, this is your favorite part of the program. I am going to stay away from Joel Embiid. That is my stay away also. We have the same idea at the center position. He's 9,800 on DraftKings, 10-4 on FanDuel. I'd rather play Boogie. I'd rather play Carl Anthony Towns with no DeAndre Jordan. I'd rather play Jokic. I wouldn't necessarily rather play Whiteside, but there, there are a lot of other... I'd rather play Mark Gasol in that same game for 2,500 less. We're just going to stay away from Joel, Joel Embiid in, in a bad pace game and a bad matchup, right? Yeah, I have no interest in uh, Joel Embiid there. A lot of that has to do with just where I'm going to be spending up tonight, and if I am spending at center, it's there's absolutely no reason, especially in cash games, to play Embiid over Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, I'm going to run through the news, and you just add things... As I say him, because I know things are just changing as we go. Giannis Antetokounmpo is out. Yep. Malcolm Brogdon is questionable. That's going to be a ton of usage for Chris Middleton. Yes. Um, I guess also Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of usage for Eric Bledsoe, but the interesting thing is Eric Bledsoe already had a lot of usage to begin with. Right. Uh, so it's not really that big of a change. Ooh, and it's a revenge game. Uh, but it is a revenge game. I do think that Bledsoe is really close to a must-play for me tonight. Right. The reason why is he really disappointed the other night when he was uber chalk. He might be a little chalk because of the revenge game tonight, but the price point is elevated. They, you know, the sites have done a really nice job of pricing him 
as if Giannis is out. And, you know, obviously he is here. Right. So I like Eric Bledsoe quite a bit here because I do think he's going to go a little under owned because of the price tag. Um, you know, and then you mentioned Middleton. It's a 9% increase in usage. That's a lot. Which is massive. That, uh, you know, he's going to play 40 minutes minimum and he's going to have that huge massive usage rate of 35%, which will probably be the highest on the slate. Uh, the only other player that could get close is Tyreek Evans. Okay, so we like Middleton, we like Bledsoe, Rodney Hood out for the Jazz. Well, that's so disappointing because I was really thinking about playing Rodney Hood. I never <laughs> think about playing Rodney Hood, but he does open up shots for other people. Now, Donovan Mitchell always is getting all the shots. Does it really change things for him? I don't think it changes anything for him other than, you know, there, there's been a couple times where he'll maybe get into just a little foul trouble. They, they bump him down maybe three or four less minutes a game if just how things are going. Uh, so he's a little safer in that aspect, but I don't think that it really changes things for Donovan Mitchell. I think that it really provides a little extra usage for Ricky Rubio. Okay. And it provides a little, a few more shots for, uh, Joe Ingles. Not, again, not a guy that you get super excited about playing, but that's, those are the two guys that really benefit. Joe, that. no floor Ingles. Also out tonight. Well, almost everyone. It sounds like Zach Randolph and Vince Carter are going to be doubtful for the Kings. May even get one more person rest for them, but we'll just have to wait on that news. Tyler Johnson and Goran Dragic both out for the Heat now? Yep. What guards do the Heat have to play tonight? Uh, Wayne Ellington. That's, uh, pretty much where you're looking is Wayne Ellington. You know, Josh Richardson is, uh, more, he's small forward on FanDuel. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's gonna see, he's already, you know, he's one of those players that we kind of talked about. Uh, like Bledsoe, he, he already has pretty high usage. He already has significant minutes. So he's not going to benefit in terms of a ton of extra usage and a ton of extra minutes here. Uh, everything's just simply more secure for him. Uh, but I do think that trickles down in it. It's going to free up a few extra minutes and more opportunity for guys like Justice Winslow and James Johnson. I like Justice Winslow a lot. And then you've got the punts. They are playing some G League players right now. Derek Jones Jr., Derek Walton Jr. The Heat like juniors. They do. And uh, both of those guys are going to get 20-plus minutes at minimum price. So I don't know. Like, there's no floor there. But they're not bad tournament plays, especially if you're going Stars and Scrubs. And with all of these injuries, it's definitely shaping up to be a Stars and Scrubs type night. 100%. Yes. Okay, so for Memphis, we've got Jamichael Green, Chandler Parsons, James Ennis, all out. Dylan Brooks, Jarrell Martin, Mario Chalmers, all questionable. They're playing a Sixers team that doesn't really guard anyone. Yep. Great matchups for the Memphis guards. We'll get into that more when we get to the game because I don't want to spend too much time on the news. The Clippers also have Austin Rivers, DeAndre Jordan, and C.J. Williams all out. That's an interesting one because Memphis has actually been pretty good against power forwards. Mm -hmm. I would assume Blake Griffin is going to be really popular tonight. Uh, yes, but Blake Griffin will be playing against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if I like it or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, man, I, I don't, I don't think that I'm looking to pay up for, uh, for Blake Griffin tonight. I think okay. that that's, you know, he well, does, he still has a pretty high floor, you know, anytime right. he takes the floor, but I, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm super interested in Blake tonight. Let's run through the positional depth just real quick. We've already talked about it. Shooting guard is very deep. Center is deep enough to where we don't want to play Joel Embiid. Uh, point guard doesn't feel quite as deep as normal. Maybe just because I'm not particularly interested in playing Chris Paul. Right. 
Um, I mean, you've got Bledsoe there at 8,300 on FanDuel. He's a nice option. I think Jeff Teague will get some run down at, at a little lower level. I don't know that there's a ton of value guys I'm really interested in yet on FanDuel or DraftKings. Yeah, I, I kind of think there's a decent amount of value and that, but it's, it's really the mid-range value, like the guys between, you know, you mentioned Teague, uh, the 6,000 to like 4,800 range. I, right. I think that there's three or four guys in there that, Really are going to have some nice value opportunities. One of them, uh, TJ McConnell, we didn't mention. Jared Bayless is actually questionable now. Uh, so he'd become a lot more viable for Philly if Jared Bayless was out. And then a small forward, like TJ Warren is your most expensive small forward of the night. Right. And how, how does that make you feel? Uh, it makes me feel like Bielitz is a must play <laughs> at 3,600. I think he's, uh, you got to look to the value at small forward and kind of right. load up the studs at every other position. Okay, let's just run through the games. We do have one game that's kind of half on the slate, half not on the slate. That's Sacramento at Charlotte. That's a 7 p.m. game. The main FanDuel slate starts at 7.30. DraftKings has a 7 and a 7.30. We'd just as soon play the 7.30 slate, I think, because I'm not that interested in the Sacramento-Charlotte game. No, not at all. And I don't want to lock my lineup in 30 minutes before all the other games start for a game that I don't really care about. Yeah, no, I, I highly, uh, if you can, I would avoid that game. I, I love the idea of having 30 extra minutes tonight when knowing that we have all of the century news to sort through. Absolutely. So let's talk about the games we do want to play. Chicago Bulls are at New Orleans. New Orleans, six and a half point favorite. Highest over under of the night, 227.5. New Orleans has been dreadful defensively especially as of late. They are now the second-worst team against point guards, the second-worst against power forwards, and the fifth-worst against the shooting guard position. But are there any Bulls that we want to play against them? Yeah, I actually uh, I, I like a couple Bulls here. Uh, the first one's going to be Jerry and Grant. Yeah. Um, he's a guy that's really, you know, I'm very interested to see what his ownership's going to be like. I was kind of hoping Jimmy Butler was going to play, actually, because Teague's only 400 more now on FanDuel. Right. Uh, but I like him a lot. I think he's a good player in tournaments. He's flashed a lot of upside when he's had the opportunity to play. Uh, hasn't really had much opportunity this season of late with Chris Dunn playing so well. Uh, but Rondo is just absolutely atrocious defensively. Uh, it's a very fast-paced game. Right. Uh, so I think Jerry and Grant's a good play for the Bulls. You said Rondo. The Bulls have also been awful against point guards and shooting guards. Mm-hmm. This is a revenge game for Rajon Rondo. If anybody cares about revenge games, it's Rondo. Absolutely. Uh, I think that Rondo is uh, one of my favorite tournament plays. I think that I have no issue slotting him into the all-tournament team as we speak right now. As of right now, Rondo is going on the all-tournament team. And then you get to the bigs, and obviously the story with New Orleans is always, is it Boogie? Is it the Burrell? Is it neither? Is it both? They're both 11-5. Not a bad, not a great matchup. Which one do you prefer tonight? I strongly prefer Anthony Davis. Just simply because I'm probably going to end up playing Carl Anthony Towns at center. Uh, so, you know, on, on DraftKings, I like both of them. But okay. if you're playing on FanDuel, I think it's a heck of a lot easier to play Anthony Davis than it is uh, DeMarcus Cousins tonight. Okay. And the Pelicans also have been pretty bad against power forwards. Any interest in Markinen? Yeah, I think Markinen is a, a really fine tournament play that's now going to see his ownership level drop significantly, knowing that all the heat injury news is going to open up some minutes and opportunity and ownership level for James Johnson. And then for Minnesota, uh, Taj Gibson's going to be owned now. 
So right. Markinen's good play. The only other thing I want to mention real quick in this game, though, we have the Holiday brothers playing against each other in what's a very good spot for both of them. Both of them have seen really nice usage. They're playing very well right now. Uh, if you're playing a lot of lineups tonight, I do not at all mind a little Holiday Brothers stack in a tournament lineup. Get the Holidays in. Yes, the Holidays in. Okay, okay. I think Justin at $3,000 less than Drew might be my fit. I'd prefer to play him. Yeah, no, I... Honestly, I think he's borderline cash game playable, too. I think he's uh, in a pretty good spot here. Okay, we'll move on now to a game we've already talked quite a bit about, but the Minnesota Timberwolves, two-point favorites at the Clippers. And when I first saw this line, I'll admit I was going through looking at the lines before I got your email about the injury news. I was like, how in the world is Minnesota just a two-point favorite over the Clippers? Even without Butler, I think that number's too low. Just me personally, I am not a Sportsline expert. If you would like gambling advice, you should go sign up for Sportsline and you can get picks on games like this. It'd be much more profitable than just listening to what I say about lines being too high or too low. We do have an over-under of 221.5, the second highest of the night. Minnesota, we talked about it, been very good against forwards, very good against wings. It's really just Lou Williams and Blake Griffin that you're considering on the Pelicans, or on the Clippers, right? Yeah. well, uh, I, I mean, I, I think at a tournament you could consider Teodosic at point guard just a little bit, but right. you know, we just mentioned guys like Rondo and I said TJ McConnell earlier. I think that he's pretty significantly farther down than those two. So yeah, for me, it's Lou Williams and I, uh, I'm pretty excited about Lou Williams now. I think, you know, only tournament play for me, but without Jimmy Butler on the floor, that is going to help things significantly for Lou Williams. I will bring up another name, Tyrone Wallace. 4,400 on FanDuel, 45 on DraftKings, has played at least 31 minutes now in six straight games. And we've seen him live in that 18, 19-point range. We've also seen him put up a 28 and a 41 in terms of FanDuel points. So if you need it, listen, shooting guard is probably too deep today to make that kind of punt. But if you want to play one cheap shooting guard and kind of go a different direction than everyone else is, I don't think Wallace is a terrible idea. No, I like him a lot. And then obviously Minnesota, we like everyone. Everyone from Minnesota. Is there a guy? Is there a player on Minnesota you don't want to play? Um, I get no, for like, don't give me the twelfth guy either. But no, like everyone honestly, else is in play, right? Yeah, I mean, anyone that's going to be the, the the top six guys for Minnesota are definitely in play. Uh, you know, if you're going to pick a game to watch tonight, I think this is the game to watch. Also, just because you're going to get to see your DFS guys. If you go over to Sportsline, we have a really nice pick on this game as well. Uh, and right now, you know, you mentioned sports. I want to talk about it there because we're actually having a 50% off annual subscription promo right now up until the day after the Super Bowl. Uh, so you're literally, if you sign up and commit to the annual subscription there, you're going to get half off the price, which will literally give you the entire 2018 football season for free. I uh, honestly, I love the pick on it. I love the guys in this game. I would go get signed up on Sportsline right now for that annual, save a lot of money there, knowing that you're probably going to pay for that entire subscription with this Minnesota Timberwolves game tonight. Wow, wow. And what I was doing while you were doing an outstanding spiel was building, because this is a game with a high over-under, a low point spread, and a lot of plays we like. So I thought, let's just see what a Minnesota Clippers stack looks like. Yep. So I put in Teague, Wiggins, Lou Williams, Bielitsa, Blake, Taj, I got one too many Timberwolves. Who is your least favorite then? Out of the five guys that we think will be starting. Definitely Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague, definitely. So that's going to leave you uh, about 5,800 for your two point guards and a small forward. Yep. With uh, those seven 
or six options from this game. So I, yeah, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, you can easily build a lineup from that. Uh, you know, you definitely need exposure to this Minnesota game. So go get signed up, watch this game, bet on it, have a lot of fun with Minnesota tonight. Now that was a game that has a high over under and is expected to be close. This next one is not the Miami Heat, who have they've been on the road for a while now, right? Yeah. And all, kind of all over the country. Yep, they've been traveling quite a bit. They're definitely one of the least rested teams in the league right now. They're going to Houston, which is not the greatest place to go when you don't have any rest, yep. and half your team's hurt. But the Heat going to Houston, 214.5, over-under, 10-point spread. I already said I don't like Chris Paul. Unfortunately, Harden's only $100 more than Paul, and I would like to fade him in this spot. I, I think that Miami generally plays hard on defense, no matter who's on the floor. Um. This is not a game that I think that Harden will necessarily have to play the fourth quarter. Yeah. But it's hard to fade James Harden at 10-3. Yeah, that's the, uh, the question of the slate really for me is what are you going to do with James Harden and really the Rockets in general? You know, we just talked about, we have a ton of value. We didn't really even dive into the, what could potentially be available with the Memphis Grizzlies. Right. Uh, there's a lot of value out there and you, you know, you've got, you, you look at James Harden and Chris Paul, even if they don't score 60 fantasy points, I mean, in any scenario, I think they're guaranteeing you a minimum of probably 40 to 45 each. Uh, and I, you know, James Harden at 10.3 is literally $2,000 cheaper than we're used to seeing him. Right. And the minutes limit is really meant nothing. Uh, they told us he had a 25 minute limit the first game, played 26 and a half. Next game, they said absolute max of 30, played 35. Right. Um, you know, and, and looked good. He seems fine. I, you know, if this game somehow stays competitive at all. How does it, though? Well, I mean, Spolstra, in my opinion, is one of the best coaches in the league. I would agree with that. They've got guys that are, you know, they're scrappy that are going to play. Um, the only way it stays competitive is if the Rockets have a poor night shooting the three ball, obviously. I mean, they're probably going to start Derek Walton at point guard. Yeah. Wayne Ellington at shooting guard. Uh, Justice Winslow at small forward or Derek Jones. Like that's their first, that's the, the, that's the, their point guard shooting guard and small forward. Yeah, and no, to that point, uh James Harden is the guy that I want. I don't want yeah, Chris Paul. Agreed. Um James Harden, the thing that's really nice about Harden is when he's right, and I think that he's pretty much right heading into this game, he typically gets all twelve minutes of the first quarter. Right. So that is one thing that you're really gonna like to see, knowing that you know the Heat are really rolling out a suboptimal lineup out there. Right. We've seen quarters this season and last season, pretty much throughout the last four years with Harden, where he scored 35 fantasy points in a quarter. True. And, you know, you're looking at a spot here where I wouldn't be shocked if James Harden had 40 fantasy points at half. And I did misspeak and left out Josh Richardson. He will be starting at shooting at wing for the Heat. He's 6,300. He's probably going to have huge usage. Yep. I would say that Richardson needs to be uh, somebody you keep an eye on. Yeah, no, I think Richardson is the guy that you, uh, you know, if you're playing someone from Miami, you have to prioritize him. We mentioned Justice Winslow. Uh, he hasn't really done anything in the minutes that he's received. No. Uh, I'm not super excited about him. Uh, I think he's an absolutely fantastic pivot from Bielitsa if you want to play him tonight. Right. But I strongly prefer Bielitsa. And, you know, I just wish that we could see a little more upside from Justice Winslow. I'm actually not going to play Ryan Anderson, so you'll be glad to know that. Nice. Staying away from Ryan Anderson tonight with the matchup with James Johnson. I think Johnson's a fine play. Kelly Olynyk was a very good play on Friday when we talked about him, and he, yep. he could be a good play again in this game, especially if they try to get, they may have to go a little bigger. 
They don't have any guards. Yeah, they might they might have to, and I think Olenek is the guy that probably would be safe in a blowout. I think yeah. that he would probably still get some of that run in the fourth I, quarter. I don't like Whiteside. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not interested in Whiteside. I mean, obviously he's a great tournament play, but mm-hmm. we don't we don't really have any idea whether or not he's going to play 22 or 32 minutes in this game. Right. So, so we'll we'll move on now. The Washington Wizards going to Dallas. Two-point favorites with an over-under of 213.5. Another spread that just seems too low to me. But uh, Washington has been very good against bigs. Mm-hmm. Dallas has been pretty awful against point guards. Yep. Any interest in John Wall here? Uh, a little bit. I, I just got a new notification right here as we're speaking. Uh, looks like John Wall is dealing with an illness. Hmm. He is expected to play. Uh, so that's a good thing, but it is something to keep in mind that he is dealing with an illness, uh, which is usually never fun, especially when you're on the road dealing with an illness. It's not as comfortable as, you know, playing right. home games. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on, but I do think John Wall is, uh, you know, obviously a very high upside play. I'm not, you know, typically we think of Dallas and we think, you know, the pace of play is just garbage and we're right. not really interested. Uh, that doesn't really matter much for John Wall. Uh, so I do like him in tournaments. I'm still a little bit uh, upset over his uh, Ish Smith impersonation against Ish Smith <laughs> on Friday night, but uh, we'll, we won't talk too much about that. I'm not particularly interested in this game. I yeah. don't. I don't want to play Bradley Beal. I might. I might play a little bit of Harrison Barnes. Yeah, the only reason I would say play Harrison Barnes is if you really like what you're doing on FanDuel. Uh, yeah. You can lock in a relatively high floor at a very weak position at small forward tonight. So I'm. Definitely with you on Harrison Barnes. Phoenix Suns going to Milwaukee. Milwaukee just a five-point favorite over the Suns because they'll be without Giannis and maybe without Malcolm Brogdon as well. We're talking about Chris Middleton, definitely priced for no Giannis. Yes. Priced at 8,600, but I'm not sure that's enough. In his last game, 40 minutes, triple-double, 23, 14, and 10, 54 FanDuel points. Is 8,600 still too cheap without Giannis? Uh, It's definitely too cheap to just... Simply say, you know, I'm not interested and I'm going to fade it because he's too expensive. There, you know, there's no chance of that. Uh, if you're playing multiple lineups, you definitely need Chris Middleton tonight. Man, shooting guard is just so deep. You've got Harden at 10-3, which is underpriced. You've got Lou Williams with all types of usage and against Minnesota with no Jimmy Butler. Yep. Middleton against Phoenix. Booker in that same game. I, I don't like Booker. Yeah, Booker's one that I would avoid, but I wouldn't be shocked if he put up 45 still. Right. Your your boy Tyreek, who I'm also probably avoiding. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna have some Middleton for sure. Yep. But like, there's literally 13 shooting guards that I'm comfortable playing tonight, and that's not an exaggeration. Now, like, Phoenix, right? Yeah, Phoenix has really struggled against big men. Yep. And Milwaukee's gonna be without their normal power forward, mm-hmm. Giannis. Uh, but there's no big men for Phoenix, for Milwaukee to play. John Henson. Uh, I'm really concerned that he only played 22 minutes <laughs> in his last game, considering he played 33 and 30 the game Well, that before. 22 is without Giannis, right? Yes, which That's... is concerning because he played 33 and 30 with Giannis. <sighs> so that that's why it's really concerning to me. I don't know if they're going to continue to just have that really strange rotation there. Uh, I tend to think that Henson is going to be needed. Um, it's really tough deciding between Henson and Taj Gibson, James Johnson, Dario Saric. I think those guys are all really good plays. Uh, but I do like Henson. I think that he, you know, I think 
I think he's going to be closer to 33 minutes again. I There's no way and no reason that he should only play 22 without Giannis. We're most interested in Middleton and the Eric Bledsoe revenge game out of this game. Yes, Middleton and Bledsoe, that, that's where it's at. Middleton, I just can't focus on it enough that he's seeing a 9% increase in usage rate. That's huge. That's simply unheard of in the NBA. Uh, he's going to score, you know, long history here of at least 1.1 fantasy points per minute, and we know he's going to play 40 minutes. So just play him, enjoy the high floor, hope for some upside. Yeah, I'm plugging Middleton and Wiggins into my lineup at shooting guard on FanDuel, and that's just what I'm riding with tonight, Middleton and Wiggins. Yep. And just hope those are the two best. I'm afraid if you spread it out, I think there's seven or eight, ten guys you want to play at shooting guard. Well, if you play five lineups with all those combinations, you don't really have a lot of upside. Yeah, the only thing I can recommend is when you're over there on DraftKings, just do whatever you can to use the positional flexibility yeah, and, uh, and, and get it. I, I think probably four of them. Because you can get Middleton at small forward, you got the utility spot, yep. some of the point guards. Like, yeah, get creative over there on DraftKings with the position flexibility. Portland is at Denver. Denver, a three-point favorite, over/under of two ten point five. And I'm not. I mean, we've got the Jokic Nurkic angle. Yep. Which I think there is probably something to that. Yeah. On either side, uh, of course, Nurkic used to play with Jokic in Denver, and they had to ship him out. Yep. Uh, which, I guess, first off, which of those two are you most interested in tonight? Um, or neither. You think they're just getting foul trouble? I guess, I guess Nurkic, just because I think he'll be lower owned, and I like the the price savings. Right. Uh, if I'm playing Nurkic, then I'm going to get a little more creative and probably, you know, pay up for guys like Harden and, and you know some of those other spots in, in that same lineup. Uh, so I guess give me Nurkic in that matchup. Okay. Um, Damian Lillard, 9,300 against Denver. I, I don't know that I love that. It was nice of Jamal Murray to come back on Friday night from his concussion and put up one of his best games of the season. Loved it. But Portland's been pretty good against point guards, so I don't think I have a lot of interest in Murray either. Yeah. Any of the shooting guard slash wings for the Nuggets that we always, uh, that always tease us? Like, have, have you sworn off Will Barton after his last game? Uh, no, I haven't yet. Uh, I think Will Barton is actually one of the, you know, it's a really deep tournament play. The, the issue is, is you, there's just not a ton of upside because the probability of the eight really good shooting guards busting and Barton scoring 50 <laughs> is, is astronomically low. Right. Uh, but I do like Barton. This is a little bit of a revenge game of sorts also. I uh, spent some time in Portland. Obviously this game's in Denver, but, uh, you know, he wasn't super thrilled with the way things ended in Portland for him. So, you know, I think, you know, it's maybe worth a look in tournaments, but I just, it's the wrong slate for it. Wrong Not position. really loving the rest of this game? No. Okay, let's just move on then, because we've got Philadelphia at Memphis, 205.5 over under. The Grizzlies are three and a half point favorites. We've already said we're staying away from Joel Embiid. He's our stay away of the night. Yep. There are a, a lot of question marks surrounding the Memphis Grizzlies rotation. I mean, you go through... And just look at the players in this game, and it seems like about half of them are either already ruled out or just not playing. Yeah, and the thing that's scary about that is, you know, the four guys that are questionable, at least two of them are probably still going to have to suit up and be active even if they're not going to play. Right. Because they're going to need to have enough bodies. Like, we're looking at a situation here where Memphis might only have seven, maybe eight players that can actually play in this game. Uh, which is why I think you have to look at guys like Mark Gasol, and it's why you know it makes it really tough on the Tyreek Evans thing tonight because 
there are so many other options, but right. Tyreek is going to play as many minutes as we've seen this season, and he's going to have 35% usage. Well, and there's another punch. Um, you know, Memphis loves their Kansas Jayhawks. Yes. Wayne Selden, 31 points, not fantasy points, 31 real points in their last game because they just don't have enough bodies. Yep. And if it's one of those situations where they only have six or seven active, he's going to be in line for a bunch of shots again. Yeah, that's one that we just really have to watch the lineup news. That's, you know, you, you really need to get subscribed to Sportsline tonight for that one because our lineups are going to change significantly based on what happens w- with this Memphis news. And knowing that on FanDuel, the games don't start until 7.30. This game's an 8 o'clock game. Yeah. We're going to have this news. We may only have 10 to 15 minutes to react to it still, but we're going to get this news uh, b- before lineups lock. I do think I have a lot of interest in Gasol at center tonight. He's been down lately. His yep. ownership is going to be down, but he was back to 34 minutes in their last game. Yep. I, I think there's some upside there to play him on a slate where the, the centers, the expensive centers all have some warts. Let's just say that. Yeah. I mean, the, really the two centers that I'm interested in playing are Marcus Hall and Carl Anthony Towns. Yep. Like I, you know, I, I can't justify playing DeMarcus Cousins on FanDuel, and I'm not playing Joel Embiid, and I'm certainly not playing Jokic over over Towns. So, yeah, well, I've got one more center for you that's a possibility that may be just a little bit underpriced. All right, and it's in this final game. We've got the Utah Jazz at the Atlanta Hawks. Utah two point favorites, over under of two hundred four point five. That's really gross. But the Hawks have been the second worst team in the NBA against the center position this year. Rudy Gobert is back, and his minutes limit hasn't been too much of a concern. He's been at 29 and 28 minutes in his first two games back. Yep. 47 and 33 FanDuel points. Price down at 7,600 on FanDuel. You have his DraftKings price there. Um, I do not have it pulled up. Yeah, on but... DraftKings, he is actually 7,000. Yeah. That's just, that, in my opinion, is almost pricing Gobert at his floor in this matchup. Yeah. And I, you know, all these other guys, uh, that are in good spots are going to eat into that ownership. So I definitely like it. Um, I think that, you know, I, I mentioned I wanted to get creative with the positional flexibility on DraftKings because of all the shooting guards. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to say you could probably do the same thing at center, knowing Marcus Gasol, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, so get as many shooting guards and centers in your lineup on DraftKings as you can. Uh, because we, we like quite a few of them, it sounds like here. Anybody else you're interested in this game? Because it's a bad, like Atlanta doesn't really have any good players in the first place, and Utah's good against everything. Fade the Hawks. That's pretty easy, right? Yeah, I think you gotta fade the Hawks in this spot. I don't, I don't see any. You reason. can give your Kent Bazemore disclaimer if you want to. Bazemore had a hell of a game the other night when I played him. <laughs> so, I, I like, I like Kent Bazemore. That's okay. I'll, I'll allow that one. Um, but any other jazz, like Joe Ingles is a, possibility rubio should get some increased usage but they're not guys where like those these are the types of plays where well that's how much money i have that's who i'm playing yeah uh joe ingles is the one guy that i think is acceptable to put in in all formats on fanduel just because he's cheap and you know as we've mentioned small forward is you know there's nothing at the top right okay let's uh let's run through our all tournament team and then we'll get into the fanduel and DraftKings lineups which I have partially constructed. Uh, point guard, you already proclaimed someone the all-tournament team, and I already forgot. R- Rondo. Rondo. Rondo is our all-tournament point guard. At shooting guard, mm, is it Tyreek? I'm going to give another name. Okay. That we, we haven't talked about. No one's going to play him tonight. Uh, Bradley Beal. 
See, I don't like Bradley Beal tonight. The only reason I like him is, you know, we've watched, I watch Clay Thompson torch the Dallas Mavericks every time he plays them. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, Beal's a little bit similar in that he can catch and shoot. Um, right. I, I think it's a good play, but I'll, I'll go with Tyreek because his ownership is going to be low enough after he's really struggled his last few games efficiency wise. Right. And because of all the other options. So Tyreek is absolutely fair. Let's go with Tyreek. Okay. We'll go with Tyreek Evans as our shooting guard, small forward, yuck. Uh, we're both mostly punting. I mean, is it just Bielitsa? Robert Covington. Okay, Covington. I like it. It's small forward. Power forward position. Markkinen? Yeah, Markkinen. Um, I don't, I don't expect him to have much ownership in this, in this game. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think he will now. Uh, I think he might have had a little bit, but now with, uh, with Henson, Johnson, and Taj Gibson all available at 5,600, uh, nobody's going to play Laurie Markkinen. And then who do you like at the center position? Oh, at center, honestly, I still think Rudy Gobert is okay for the tournament team. Because okay. I, I think, you know, I could be wrong on that. I think that, you know, I think people are going to really spend up for Carl Anthony Towns or Marcus Gasol. Okay. So we've got Rondo, Tyreek, Markkinen, Gobert, and who is the small forward again? Covington. Covington. Chris, Co- Robert Covington. Robert Covington. Yes. Not Chris Covington. I believe that was somebody I went to high school with. Okay, so our FanDuel lineups now. I have plugged in Eric Bledsoe, Andrew Wiggins, Chris Middleton, Nemanja Bialica, and Carl Anthony Towns. We have 59.75. There were some point guards. You talked about how you like the point guards in that $5,000 range. We've got Rubio. We've got Jerry and Grant. We've got Jeff Teague at 6,000. Uh, and Rondo down at 5,200. Who do you prefer out of that group? McConnell at 54 as well. Uh, yeah, you know, this is one that absolutely does depend on the, the right. late news, uh, as to, as far as where I'm going. Uh, but right now I'm leaning towards Jerry and Grant. Okay. I, uh, I want some Bulls exposure. I think that he's the guy that's going to go overlooked, uh, be, you know, because Jeff Teague's there. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with Jerry and Grant for right now. We do need a second small forward. Do we, do we want to just punt both small forwards tonight? Or are we looking for, is there somebody that's more of a mid-ranged option that we really like? I mean, if we're punting below 4,000, I think it's Justice Winslow to pair with Bielitsa. Right. Um, I think it's, man, I don't know. I think that it really depends on, let, let's kind of look at small forward, let's look at power forward first, because I think you okay. could, it's going to be between Winslow, Ingles, and Covington probably for me, maybe up to Josh Richardson, but, uh, you know, he's in that same price range as Covington, so. Right. Um, guys that we're considering at power forward, one of them is Blake Griffin at 8.4 on FanDuel. James Johnson also 5.6. Um, yeah, I kind of like we've got 6,100 left for two power forwards and a small forward. Yep. I'm kind of feeling like maybe we should just put Blake in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't necessarily think that I loved it at the beginning, but now I, now I kind of think just looking at the way this lineup's come together, that's going to leave us right around 5,000 per position. Is there a cheap power forward that you're really in on at this point in the afternoon? Well, I mean, if he plays, I think Jarrell Martin is uh, a, a good play for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies just because they're so beat up. But, man, there's not a – you know, it really just depends on the injury news here. Right. The the, the spot that it's hard to ignore is the $5,600 price point with James Johnson, Taj Gibson, 
Right. Uh, you know, there's just there's there's a lot there to like. Well, I think we can do that and then just punt the other small forward position. So let's just plug James Johnson in there at 56. Okay. I I like that. I think he's gonna you got to play a ton of minutes. He'll be paced up. So we've got 4,300 for our last small forward on FanDuel. And I'll just run through the rest of the lineup while you look at that. We've got Eric Bledsoe and Jerry and Grant at point guard. Andrew Wiggins and Chris Middleton at shooting guard. Nemanja Bialica at small forward. Who is our 4,000? Man, there's just not anybody right in that range, is yeah, there? Yeah, there's, there's literally nobody in that range. Okay. Um, you know, there's... We've got Blake Griffin and we've got James Johnson. So I think what I may do here is just drop down at power forward, take James Johnson out of the lineup, scratch him out. Mm-hmm. Markeith Morris played 31 minutes in the team's last game. He's oh. only $4,400. He's a, he's yep. dirt cheap. That gives you 5.5 for your last small forward position. You can go with Trevor Ariza. You, you want to go with Joe Ingles, right? Um, 5.3. I, I kind of prefer Ingles, but. Okay. I, I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. So we've got Bledsoe, Grant, Wiggins, Middleton, Bielitsa, Ingles, Blake Griffin, Markeith Morris, and Carl Anthony Towns. I like that lineup a lot. We're going to go ahead and plug that one in. Over on DraftKings, I've plugged in Eric Bledsoe at point guard, Andrew Wiggins at shooting guard, Nemanja Bielitsa at the small forward position. I just want to check something. Is he a small forward, power forward eligible? So I think what makes a lot more sense is you plug Middleton in at small forward. Yeah. And then you plug Bielitsa in at the power forward posi- position. Yes. And then we've got Gobert at center. So again, Bledsoe, Wiggins, Middleton, Bielitsa, Gobert, still 56-66 available for the guard, the forward, and the utility position. Yeah. That's, that, that's uh, a good place to be at. That is a very, very nice place to be at. Um, so we can go get one more of these shooting guards for sure, maybe two. Yes. And one guy that we didn't mention that – the reason we didn't mention him is because you can't play him on FanDuel. Okay. But you can on DraftKings is Alec Burks. Okay. Uh, you know, this is, you know, it's not a fast paced game against Atlanta, but it is a little bit of a pace up spot for the Jazz. And he does get a nice bump in usage. He's still only going to play maybe 20 ish minutes, but he's $3,300. I like it. Um, you know, I'm not saying we need to lock him in by any means, but if you want to get a little more stars and scrubs type lineup, uh, I, I think he's someone you could consider. No, I, I like that a lot. I think I think you do. You put that in, and you've got sixty-eight fifty left. And just looking at the forward options, um, Josh Richardson is sixty-three hundred. James Johnson's fifty-six. He's he's cheaper again, and we could plug him in and have plenty of money left at utility. Um, you want to just go ahead and plug Johnson in? Uh yeah, James Johnson. Uh huh. Yeah. Let's five point six, and that leaves eighty-one hundred for our final roster spot. Donovan Mitchell, Kimba Walker, Mark Gasol, Ben Simmons, Dwight Howard. I mean, for me, I think it's got to be Mark Gasol. He's okay. I mean, you know, we're, you're leaving a little bit of money on the table by well, doing that. You've but. got five hundred dollars to play with, and there will be news that makes you change your lineup tonight. That's the one thing that's guaranteed on this eight-game slate with yes. forty thousand injuries. So again, the DraftKings lineup: Eric Bledsoe, Andrew Wiggins, Chris Middleton. Nemanja Bialica, Rudy Gobert, Alec Burks, James Johnson, and Mark Gasol. I like it. Yes. Word to anyone that's listening and plugging this lineup in. We are going to have a lot of injury news tonight. We yes. already have a ton. But some of these guys are going to remain questionable until we get up to lineup luck. So make sure you pay attention to the news. Use this as your core, and then we'll make changes based on who's in, who's out. 
But my must-play for the night is Andrew Wiggins. Mike's must-play is Nemanja Bialica. Nothing's going to change to take those two guys out of consideration. Hopefully you stay healthier tonight than everyone else on the NBA slate. <laughs> and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.